Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us as we dive into today's episode with our host, Brian Tabor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 221 of the Worship Probs podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us today. You know, every week we work really, really hard on the three E's that are kind of the foundation of everything we do. We want to entertain you. You know, that's just making you laugh. We want to share some meme content with you that'll make you laugh and just remind you that you're not alone. We're all in this together. So number one, we want to entertain you. Number two, we want to encourage you. We want to encourage you in your faith. We want to encourage you in your ministry, your leadership. And number three, we want to uh, equip you. So hopefully that happens today. That's our goal every single week. This is episode 221. So if you just found us, why don't you go back and listen to some older stuff? Uh, I was anonymous when we first started the podcast, so you're going to hear like a really weird witness protection filter on my voice for the first several episodes. But hey, press through. I hope it's worth it. We really work hard to bring great, great content to you every single week. So if you would do something for me uh, over on Apple Podcasts, we would be really grateful if you gave us a five-star rating and a really solid review. Uh, We're in the middle of a little bit of a rebrand, so you might find us under the Worship Leader Probs podcast or find us under uh, the Worship Probs podcast. Either way, find us, give us a nice, nice rating. Um, So today we got some really cool stuff. Uh, We're going to update you on some things. We've got uh, some prayer concerns, which is just always a highlight for me. Uh, We're going to be sliding into the DMs with a question from uh, one of our Canadian listeners. Uh, she's fantastic. She's a great follower. Um, and then we have like the most interesting man in the world here today. Um, his name is Don Moen. He is like, I would classify him as like a legacy worship leader. He's been doing it for so long and has some really, really great wisdom to share. So uh, that's all that's going to happen today. It's going to be awesome. Let's continue on. And I want to tell you about just some more amazing people, our friends at Planning Center. Okay, fam, it's time to talk about Planning Center. So if you're a worship pastor, maybe you're thinking, I'm already using services. What are we doing talking about Planning Center? Okay, well, did you know that with services, you can also have free access to another incredibly powerful product called People? With People, you can create a volunteer pipeline to get new volunteers through their application process and then assign to a team. In People, you can create an online form to get new volunteers, a workflow to help you walk them step-by-step through the application and training process, and then automatically add them to services so you can get them scheduled. And that's just one way you can use people. So give it a try. Learn more at planningcenter.com slash pipeline. And remember, if your church is looking for tools to help with things like giving, small group chat, event signups, live streaming, and custom reporting, Planning Center has tools for that too. So let your church administrator know. Check out planningcenter.com. So guys, it's uh, it's March 2023, which is really hard to believe. I've uh, been out west in the desert, the PHX, uh, spending some time in, in Phoenix with our uh, just incredible people out here. Um, you know, Papa Gorley and uh, our friends at Maven Media Productions. They're incredible. And guys, we have some stuff coming down in 2023 that is going to be awesome. Keep your eyes peeled. Uh, on the socials for all kinds of really, really great stuff. Um, you know, this resource we've been telling you about for a while, the Overflow Worship Leaders Startup Toolkit. It's a partnership that we made with Overflow Worship Leaders Online, Overflow Worship, our friend Andrea Olson. Uh, if you're a newly positioned leader, 
click the link in our bio and jump on this course. I promise it's going to be well worth it. It's six videos just at your own pace. It's just you and your computer. You do it all online. Uh, and I, I really, uh, I can't tell you enough how uh, proud I am to be a part of this, thankful for the opportunity. And uh, it's just another opportunity to, to pour into your ministry, which is what this is all about anyway. So hit the link in our bio uh, to uh, get started and join us in the Overflow Worship Leaders Startup Toolkit. And uh, it's going to be fun. So guys, it's, it is time for one of my favorite parts of the week. We call it Prayer Concerns. Prayer Concerns is brought to you by our friends at Five Words Media. They're the amazing people that bring you free church AV. Five Words Media is also the official AVL integrator of Worship Leader Props. Now, if your church is planning an upgrade to your production gear or maybe you have a new building in the works, start with a call or an email to the team at Five Words Media. They're the best in the biz and they will do an incredible job of finding the right gear to help your church realize their vision of making a greater impact for the kingdom. Just consider them as an extension of your church production team, and they'll focus on the five words that clients experience with every project they do. Those five words are see, hear, feel, design, and build. Just click the link in our bio and then click on the link for Five Words Media to get started today. So if you're just finding us, you might say, prayer concerns, what does that even mean? Okay, we thought it'd be funny to call them prayer concerns. It's not actual prayer requests, but what it, this is, is, you know, people in our churches, they like to give us a little feedback, you know, a little, little, little feedback on what they think of the job we're doing. You know, sometimes they come off the top rope, man. It's like super savage, called the burn unit type stuff. Uh, sometimes they're just really quirky and funny and people send these in all over, from all over the world. Uh, we'll never share your name or your church's name, but uh, again, this is falling under that entertainment E. We want to make you laugh and just remind you that you're not alone. So these are prayer concerns. You can send yours in, by the way, go to the, to the website, worshipleaderprobs.com, uh, click on the prayer concerns tab and uh, submit yours there, or you can just DM those to us on the social as well. Okay, let's dive right in. Prayer concern number one, and it says, I got asked to use Whitney Houston's, I will always love you in worship, but make it about Jesus. <laughs> That's so incredible, man. But make it about Jesus. I will always love you, Jesus. Always. All right. Number two, prayer concern number two. It says, we have a Saturday night service. Our staff is normally there by around noon. Uh, we also have some outreaches that take place on Saturday afternoon. One of my guitar players who was scheduled to play that evening was there for one of the outreaches. He came up and told me he wouldn't be able to play that evening because the people who are watching my dog are really mad at me. Okay, now I'm a dog person, so I get that, man. We got some great people who take care of our dog, little Sammy. And uh, man, you got to take care of those pooches, man. Uh, you got to take care of those pooches. Uh, okay, number three, prayer concern number three. It says, recently our worship team started playing a couple of prelude songs to start our service. Being the worship leader, I was scanning the congregation to see who was out there and, you know, to maybe give that good morning nod. Uh, to my surprise, one of the older ladies in our church started playing the air keyboard with me and shaking her head while looking right at me. I thought, well, that's kind of weird, but I just kept on playing. Then the lady sitting next to her, uh, who is also of the older generation, stuck both fingers in her ears and started shaking her head while mouthing, it's too loud. So I played the air keyboard right back to both of them and shrugged my shoulders and just kept on playing. <laughs> Good for you, man. Good for you. Uh, the air keyboard. That's a new one, man. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Okay, number four, prayer concern. Number four, I was assigned as the worship pastor for the camp that my denomination has. One of the members of the camp leadership cut that position to bring in a college team, but failed to inform me. I found out in a live web meeting alongside everyone else. Ouch. That is not good. No bueno. No bueno. Can you even imagine? 
I found out with everyone else. Oh my goodness. Uh, okay. Here's the last one. Bottom of the pudding cup, prayer concern number five. And it says, I lead worship at a very diverse church. We had a couple join us one time. And in that one time, they asked, you're Hispanic, aren't you? Yes, I am of Hispanic descent. I told them yes, and we never saw them again. They just responded with a, hmm. (laughs) People, 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 people. Got to engage those filters, fam. You got to engage those filters when you're talking with God's kids, right? Or anybody for that matter. Uh, Well, guys, those are prayer concerns. You can go to the website. uh, You can hit the link in our bio as well. That'll take you to the prayer concerns form. Submit those. We'll never share your name or your church's name. Uh, We'll always keep all that info anonymous. Uh, But please keep sending them in. You might hear uh, uh, hear yours on the prayer prayer concerns uh, segment of the podcast uh, someday. Well, you know what time it is? It's time to slide into the DMs. Sliding into the DMs is brought to you by Marshall Electronics. For over 40 years, Marshall has been designing high-quality video cameras and equipment for live productions of all sizes. Marshall has been a sponsor of Free Church AV since the very beginning, and they continue to support the mission. Marshall is well-known for its miniature CV500 series cameras that offer excellent video quality in a very small package. Mount them over a drum kit or a keyboard or a mic stand. You can put them almost anywhere you need to add an interesting perspective to your church or live event, all at an extremely affordable price. The new miniature CV566 camera can be seen on this season's install of Free Church AV, featuring the latest in Sony sensor technology with easy setup and operation. Go check out the Marshall family of cameras at the link in our bio. Well, our DMs are always open, and uh, we what we want to do is to be a resource for you. We want to be a sounding board. We want to be helpful to you in any way that we can as we work to serve uh, worship and production leaders and their teams. Um, and so our DMs are always open. People are DMing us questions, and we uh, kind of wrestle with those on the podcast. So this week, uh, our DM question uh, comes from one of our favorite uh, Canadians, and uh, she says, dealing with difficult people, how do you stay gracious? You know, we've probably all heard that old joke, boy, ministry would be great if it wasn't for the people, right? You probably heard somebody say that or something like that from time to time. Well, here's the deal, man. Like we're, the currency we're dealing in is is people. Like that is the point of everything that we do. It is not always easy. In fact, in my experience of nearly 30 years in ministry, I would tell you um, it's hard quite a bit of the time. And so you will hear us often say this on the podcast. And that is, um, you know, you've also heard our friend Andrea Olson say this. You've heard Scott Long. This is kind of a theme of, you know, leading. Your your cup has to stay full. Leading out of the overflow. You have to, um, you have to, Make sure that your spiritual cup is full. You're in the word, you're praying, you're walking with the Lord so that you can lead from the overflow of that. That that positions your heart to deal with people or challenges or celebrations or whatever it is that you're going to come up against. That positions your heart and your mind to to be prepared for all of those. Um, I want to give you a couple of verses here. uh, Proverbs 15.1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. You know, a soft answer. Um, I've talked about this on our podcast before, but uh, one of my prayers before every weekend was, you know, Lord Jesus, prepare me for every conversation that I will have this weekend. May my words be seasoned with grace. And may you just prepare my heart and prepare my mind for every conversation. I'm going to be straight up with you guys. I didn't win that battle every single weekend, um, but I worked hard at it. And I think if you work hard at it in your walk with the Lord, uh, spending time with him, those are the kinds of things that become 
your normal responses. They replace those kind of normal human responses um, with maybe even words from from God, God's word, you know, verses, passages. Uh, here's another one, Romans 12, 18. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Again, guys, I'm not saying that's easy, but that's the goal and it has to come out of your overflow. It's not always... Uh, it's not something you're going to solve once and for all. This is going to be uh, a lifetime. And by the way, even if you're not in ministry uh, full time, whatever you do for a living, this is a challenge. You know, dealing with people, they come with all their own opinions and experiences. And, uh, you know, we, we just have to learn uh, to see them as what they really are. You know, they're a creation of the Father. Um, you know, May everything that uh, they see and hear from us help them to take a step closer to him. That's uh, that's our goal. So, man, keep your questions coming. Uh, we will keep wrestling with those on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for, uh, for sending them in. Well, guys, we have uh, one of my heroes on here. Uh, Don Moen has received a uh, Dove Award for his musical God With Us. If you've been around a little while, you might remember uh, God, those those incredible uh, musicals uh, that Don was involved in, um, he has uh, written and been recording for for literally decades. He tours uh, domestically and abroad. He's performed with Chris Tomlin and Twyla Paris, Sarah Groves, Paul Balash, uh, just to name a few. He uh, has served as worship leader for the National Day of Prayer. Um, he's been on numerous uh, media outlets and television and print. Um, and he's j- just as popular overseas as he is at home. Uh, and check out this list. His travels for concerts and seminars have taken him to Ghana, South Africa, Singapore, the Philippines, South Korea, Brazil, Canada, Australia, Great Britain, Hong Kong, Malaysia, Indonesia, Japan, Guatemala, Honduras, and elsewhere. Uh, so today uh, he's president of Don Moen's uh, Productions in Nashville, Tennessee, where he lives with his wife and his five children. Don has a new record coming out called Worship Today with Don Moen. I hope you will go and don't just stream it. Make sure you go buy it. It's going to be uh, great. You're going to hear more about that in the in the interview along with tons of wisdom uh, for worship leaders. So let's jump into our conversation with one of my heroes, Don Moen. The Worship Leader Probs podcast is thrilled to have Don Moen with us today. Don, thank you so, so much for taking the time. Yeah, my pleasure. Great to be with you guys. Don, welcome to the podcast. We have been um, very excited to talk with you. I mean, we were talking offline before we hit record. Um, Obviously, Brian's been impacted greatly by your ministry. I grew up listening to uh, Don Moen was a household name. My mom was a worship leader. So so we're very excited to talk with you. How has your year uh, gotten off? How's the start been so far? We're in a new year. You know, uh, every year I try to take, first of all, great to be with you guys. And um, thank you for this opportunity. Um, The uh, January, February, I usually try to take some time to write or do do something. I actually rented an Airbnb uh, here in Nashville to do some writing, and I have my piano set up over there. And uh, I, I haven't been over there today, but it's you know I I like to just have a place to go, and you know this it's touring is down a little bit, and I get some time. So usually January February I do that. Uh, a little different for us now here in Nashville. We've got. Um, uh, 12 grandchildren uh, living 10, 10 wow. minutes from our house. And if I try to write or come to the studio in, in the house here and do some work, uh, it's, it's not uncommon at all to have uh, one of the grand, one of the kids uh-huh. show up <laughs> yeah. in the middle of a, in the middle of a, a live stream or something. We try to do uh, some live streams here as well. Usually on Wednesday, I don't know, we did call it worship Wednesdays, but you know, yeah. trying to do a, just, you know, spend 30 minutes, 40 minutes worshiping and talking, saying hi to people all over the world. And, and one of my grandkids walk into the, to the live stream. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, I have a little Airbnb that I rented, um, just 
10 minutes from the house. And I, you know, it seems crazy. Can't you write it in your house? But no, it's a little difficult. So I have my, <laughs> have my piano set up over there and I, and I, you know, just you know, spend a few hours praying, writing, just uh, thinking. So that's for me, I have to do that. If I'm going to write, I have to really get a, alone. And I didn't want to go to a, a, you know, like go out of town I like to be able to sleep in my own bed and, you know, just, mm, I don't yep, want to just yep. be all by myself. So that's what I'm doing this year, uh, getting the starting off and, uh, uh, made a few trips, personal trips, uh, going up to see my dad, uh, next week in Minnesota. He turns mm. 97 on the 17th. Wow. Uh, wow. Uh, wow. So, so did well, you say the 17th? Yeah. February 17th. Yeah. Okay. That's my wife's birthday. As oh well. yeah. So tell yeah. him. Yeah. Tell him happy birthday from these people that he doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's oh he yeah, and he doesn't he's doesn't have internet. No, no, he's a Norwegian, <laughs> a, a tough Lutheran Norwegian from Minnesota, and and it's uh-huh. like wow. uh, he's still driving and still you know active. Wow, wow, uh, yeah, amazing. So that's so that's incredible. what we're gonna do, and then March comes around, we'll start uh, touring a bit again, and uh, you know, wow, uh, I, I've I've kind of enjoyed not having to get on airplanes every weekend. That's been, that's been, Oh, I bet that's been kind of nice. And we, in the middle of all that, we started the, our YouTube channel Don Moe and TV. And it's like, um, I don't know. I'd rather, it's just a lot easier to sit in my studio and talk to people (laughs) rather than get (laughs) on an airplane, (laughs) get on an airplane and fly around the world to, to, to speak to, you know, there to sing to a few folks. So anyway, we're, we're trying to balance that out. I'm not saying yes to every invitation, but, uh, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. we're doing a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. And, um, so you, you are one of the people like, as I, as I look at the, like kind of the timeline in the, in the church of, of worship, you're, you're one of those guys, you're, you're like a legacy worship leader. Like you've, you've been, doing it for so long and all over the world and no, no conversation about worship in the local church would be complete without a conversation with you. That is absolutely the case. And so I was, uh, I'll never forget. I was in college. This would have been, I'm going to age myself here. This would have been in the eighties. And I remember, um, this, uh, like a literal little old lady would come to my college dorm and pick me up for church on Wednesday night. And she had this music playing and I had grown up in the church, but I'd never heard this music before. And I said, you know, what, what is this? And it was one of the integrity, like monthly club mailers. It was a cassette tape and it was you. And I I was like, I need to know about this. And so she popped it out of her cassette deck and gave it to me. And so like, I, I feel like I, I feel like we're, best friends because I kind of cut my teeth, you know, listening to you lead worship. So like you do all these things, you, you're a worship leader, singer, songwriter, recording artist, producer, businessman. But I've heard that you often describe yourself as none of those things. You call yourself an architect. And I wondered if you could unpack that a little bit for us. Yeah. Um, an architect, uh, it's kind of the same thing that you are, uh, Brian. Anybody that's in in leading worship, you're trying to create an atmosphere that welcomes God's presence mm-hmm. to build something. You know that old movie: if you build it, they will come, and um, God inhabits the praises of His people. So, mm-hmm. in a sense, anybody watching who is a worship leader, uh, you you are an architect, and and an architect pays attention to details. Uh, and to build something. And that's what we're trying to do in our churches and trying to build uh, uh, an environment that welcomes the Holy Spirit, welcomes God's presence. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, if you're not thinking about that, you better be thinking about it uh, because Mm -hmm. that's what we're called to do. Uh, Just listening um, to uh, uh, Laura and I, my wife and I listened to a daily audio Bible Uh, buddy of mine, Brian Harden does this and, and just we're going through Exodus now. Uh, starts mm-hmm. at the first of the year. We always start, you know, over. But uh, you know, Exodus twenty five, twenty six. It's it, God said to Moses, "Build me a tabernacle that I may dwell with my people." So we're, mm-hmm. you know, it's like th- Moses was an architect. God gave him specific. Mm-hmm. He said, "I've anointed these 
creative these craftsmen to make it beautiful and not just the the attention to detail if you want to read how they you know what god said the measurements of the tabernacle and the way it should be put together you want to talk detail we can't just get on a stage on a sunday morning and just you know, sing whatever song uh, comes to our mind mm-hmm. and and not pay attention to detail it's important yeah. to god mm-hmm. and uh and i think as worship leaders we are architects we're building a place that welcomes the presence of god building an environment mm-hmm. and that that has to do with picking the right song in the right key um mm-hmm. you know just I, there's so many things that that go through my head when i'm planning a worship service um but um yeah that's so we're all architects yeah. we better yeah. we better that. be <laughs> yeah i love that yeah, i love that, that that is really good so don you've had the chance to uh, lead and experience worship in so many parts of the world ghana south africa singapore south korea indonesia the list goes on and on what are you seeing around the world um in worship and in the church that excites you well it's interesting uh you know the International travel, um, you know, different cultures um, are going to worship differently. Uh, I remember singing it. Mm-hmm. I went to Japan to sing for my first time. This is several years ago, and we had a really good band with us. Uh, Abraham Laboreal was on bass, and had Tom Brooks with oh. me. Uh, I think I had Justo and Mario, uh, you know, Woodwinds. I mean, it was an all-star band. And we went to Tokyo to this auditorium to sing. Uh, and the promoter said to me, um, now, I want to tell you, Japanese people, very conservative. No one will sing with you, and no one will stand. I said, okay, great. So I got up there, and uh, <laughs> went, about three bars into my first song, the audience all stood. This is Japanese audience. <laughs> and they sang every word of every song for the entire concert. Um and wow. except the two promoters sat on the front row looking around like, <laughs> and like this can't be happening. Um, uh, same thing, I was uh, in Vietnam with Luis Palau, evangelist Luis Palau. And I was wow. a, we went to uh, Ho Chi Minh City, Saigon, and then to Hanoi. The Hanoi concert was canceled because the government canceled it. But uh, we were sitting uh, set up at a stadium in Ho Chi Minh City, and uh, these people, you know, nobody's speaking English, but um, I began to sing, and I guess there are 10 or 12,000 people more probably in this outdoor stadium, and they began to sing every word of every song that I was singing in English. I mean, it's like, and Luis Palau was going like, what? How can these people know these songs? But that's the power of, uh, you know, the days at Integrity, the commitment uh, Mike Coleman, the president of the company, had to getting the 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 worship cassettes when they started, you know, and CDs distributed mm-hmm. around the world. Um, that's what happened. You know, people just, you know, like you heard a cassette for the first time, and it's like, wow, this mm-hmm. is different. So... Um, every culture is a little bit different. You know, I've been a lot in Africa, West Africa, and they're so, you know, so aggressive the way they worship. Uh, it's like mm-hmm. um, I remember going to Lagos one time. I had sung once in uh, West Africa and Ghana, and it was chaos. Israel Houghton was there with me, and um, it was my first time in West Africa and um, in Accra. And I think there are about 65,000 people there outdoors. And and um, the, the PA system was all, all screwed up. And it was all messy. And, and my, my guitar player, actually, I thought he died. He got electrocuted. He went and touched his mic and he touched his guitar. And he went, boom, down on the ground. like, And he oh, just wow. was laying there. And we ran over there and, and I picked him up and started praying for him. And there was a ground loop. Um, in the system. And so um, it's like, you know, the four-hour delay, we we finally got the thing fixed and, and started singing. So I didn't ever want to go back to West Africa again. <laughs> so I was invited to, I was invited to be a part of this big uh, festival called The Experience in Lagos. It's been going, I think, 12 years now or 13 years. Wow. Wow. I've been there for almost all of them, but <clears throat> I went 
and I looked who was going to be on the uh, guest on the artist roster, and it was Abibi and CC Winans, it was Marvin Winans, it was Fred Hammond, it was Ty Tribbett, it was uh, Mary Mary, it was Donnie McClurkin, it was TD Jakes, it was, uh, and I'm thinking, what am I doing here? And, just, just, and I thought, there's no way I can compete. And they all were bringing their bands. No way I can can compete with these guys. So I brought uh, uh, my buddy who was singing, who still plays guitar and sings with me sometime, Tom Lane out of Nashville here, brought him. And I brought uh, Rachel Robinson uh, Alto that sings with me a lot. Um, and and no no tracks. No, nothing. I thought, I can't compete. So I get there, and I'm standing on the side of the stage waiting to go on. This thing goes all night, all night long. And, uh, and like, uh, I'm talking about, like, um, uh, hundred or 200,000 people, 300,000 people. Oh, my goodness. That's how big it is. And it's, it just goes on all night long. And I was uh, standing by the side of the stage. I thought, boy, did I make a bad judgment just bringing no band just so i went my time came to walk on the stage and i walked out there and um i just sat at the piano and tried to you know play just see if it was working to see if i could hear it in the monitors and about um i was in the key of f and um all of a sudden about a hundred thousand people over here started singing give thanks with a grateful oh heart, gosh. give thanks. And then, um, so I thought, well, I'll sing that song. So I started singing that song and then <laughs> I finished that. And then about a hundred thousand people over here started singing another song. So that was my set list. I went out, <laughs> I went, to, I, I went to check for the sound and, and people started singing. So I don't know. It just blew me away. First of all, that they knew all these songs and, uh, it, you know, people get tired of big band after band after band after band. Yeah, yeah. And and so I just, um, you know, I just started singing from the piano. So there we were, just the three of us. So mm. that's that's West Africa. They're very, uh, can be very aggressive, Japanese conservative. But yet when it comes to worship, uh, it's interesting. Um, a concert, they'll sit there and listen. But a worship event... Um, there's people, they're on fire. People are hungry for worship and they are polite. Yeah, awesome. uh, the cultures are different for sure. Latin America and Brazil, they're, they're all over the place, you know? So yeah, I've been privileged and I've got a following all over the world because my job, part of my job, I was with Integrity Music for 20 years, heading up the label, but they let me out of the office about three times a year uh, for a two week tour because they were trying to work with the distributors and to promote the distribution in these countries. So I'd fly to Asia and I'd do two weeks of concerts and I'd fly to Africa and do two weeks of concerts. And I'd fly to Europe and then I go South America. And, and that's the way people got to know Don Moen worldwide because I was part of my job was to help promote the distribution of the company. So those, that's where I sowed the seeds all these years. So my audience is, all over the world. You know, I remember one time, the first time I arrived in, in Asia, in, or in uh, the Philippines, I had the band on the airplane. We landed in uh, Manila. And uh, boy, I looked out the window and there was television cameras and, and um, banners. I thought, what in the world? I said to Carl, my drummer, I said, somebody famous must be on this airplane. And um, I figured it was maybe a governor or a senator or somebody. I'm looking around. And anyway, uh, I looked out the window <laughs> a little, looked out the window a little farther, and I saw huge posters, Welcome Don Moen. I mean, this is, I'm talking televi <laughs> television cameras, the press, everybody. And I, I had never been there, but, you know, the songs had traveled there before I got there. So um, wow. it's amazing. So. Yeah, that was kind of a long answer to your question, but yeah, different cultures. Uh, you know, Philippines are very, very uh, emotional because they're kind of Latin. You know, a lot of you know the, mm -hmm. but uh, Japanese are a little more conservative. Um, same in Indonesia, um, but and Europeans, the Dutch. You know, they wanted everything has to be proper. You know, but but I don't know when it comes to worship though. If if it's a concert. 
I guess they sit and they're a little more subdued, but people that are that are hungry for God's presence and worshiping, mm-hmm. they, they kind of they kind of let those cultural things uh, go out the window, and they just they just want to worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we went Man, to went to Bangkok, Thailand one time. This a, a guy reached me reached out to me on Facebook. He was a, a uh, worked for a, the the secular big secular promotion. Uh, company they brought in all the rock acts and stuff to Bangkok, and he kept begging his boss to please let Don Moen come and do a Christian concert. <laughs> he goes there are there are no Christians in Bangkok in Thailand, and so finally he gave him a Tuesday night about forty minutes out of outside of Bangkok, and I remember it was r- raining, really a terrible weather, raining, and I'd brought a small band over with me and. and uh, Turns out there were four thousand people. It was sold out. Four thousand people, and the the promoter was there, who was a uh, definitely not a believer. Um, he wasn't a Christian, and uh, but he just he was look looking around like what? And he said there are no Christians. So there you go. Worship wow, wow. worship brings down the barriers and the cultural barriers, generational Amen. barriers yeah. all over the world. And I've been privileged yeah. to be a part of that. Wow. Man, that's so exciting. That's so exciting. Um, well, you have a new project coming, uh, Worship Today with Don Moen. Uh, it's coming out here in March. Uh, what can you tell us about it? Oh, that that is a, um, we we just picked, it's all familiar songs. It's songs that I wouldn't, mm-hmm. they're not Don Moen songs. They're songs that uh, we, we sing, you know, people, you're hearing everybody sing them now. Um, uh, like. Like uh, I was over at just down the road is Brentwood Baptist Church, a huge Baptist church here. Like a couple of our kids mm-hmm. go there, and a lot of our grandkids. So I was sitting there, and and uh, Travis Cottrell is the worship leader there, and Travis uh, was my tenor for many years. He would he and um, wow. Mandisa were you know my tenor and my alto. They travel with me, <laughs> and so uh, Travis is leading worship, and he and he's singing um, uh, the uh, charity. Uh, Gail, Gail's song, thank oh, you, Jesus, yeah, yeah, for yeah. the blood yeah, applied. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Jesus. You know, that, and I I just, so good. I watch the people sing, you know, okay, I sit out in an audience and I'm, I'm probably like you, I'm analyzing everything. Hmm. And, uh, and I, most, a lot of the songs you sit there and people are just watching because we've gotten really good at production. And, um, hmm. And and they just watch because they're they're at a they're watching a, a show, and they're not singing because they can't really connect. But then when Travis got to that song, you know it's kind of a it's a melody that's pretty simple and blocky. Mm-hmm. But thank you, Jesus, for the blood. And I looked around. Everybody is singing the song, you know. So, wow, um, wow. so songs like that, ten thousand reasons, how great is our God? Mm. Just songs that that I have always used in concerts, but I've never really recorded them. So that's what uh, worship today is is a you know a combination of of all those all those great songs that people know, and uh, and. And some that some of the new ones that are just coming out that people really don't know, but mm. it was a bit intimidating to try to cover a song that somebody has already nailed. You know, it's like it's like how do you sing that better than you know? How do I sing "How Great Is Our God" better than Tomlin? How do I sing Ten Thousand Reasons" better than Matt Redman? How do you know? So it's a little mm. intimidating, but um, the, these songs are popular because they work. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. and as worship leaders, I think we need to be all about picking the right song, and and these songs I put them in the right key. Mm-hmm. You know, I put them in Don Moen's yeah. key, which which is probably <laughs> too low for for most people. But um, you know, that's part of it, picking the right song in the right key. So that's what I did, and so that's mm-hmm. coming out in a, yeah awesome. just shortly. Yeah, can't wait to hear. Wow. It. Can't wait wow. to hear. It. So CCLI credits you with. 372 songs as a songwriter. That is a huge number. That is absolutely incredible. Um, so if we have some songwriters listening who are writing for the church, what piece of encouragement would you give them? 
Well, that's news to me, 372 songs. I've, people ask me how many I've written. I'd say probably over 100. I don't really keep track, but it's possible that I have written that many songs. If CCLI says it, then I'm probably, yeah, it's probably true. But when I was at, the reason is when I was at Integrity, I was in charge of the pr- production. I was executive producer on all these things. So we'd be sitting, you know, and we had a schedule. The Integrity Music Hosanna series, every eight weeks we were coming out with with a, a new project. So we had to have the songs. And part of my role was to work with uh, songwriters and try to, you know, write songs. If somebody would come with a pretty good idea, I would try to finish it for them. And there's a lot of songs that I finished that I never put my name on, on the, on the credits <laughs> because that was just part of my role as a, as an executive yeah. producer and the head of A&R uh, just to, we got to get these songs out. So I would help people finish songs. So songwriters, uh, i tell you what, I know you like Paul Balash. Paul teaches, he, he's, I, I think he teaches the best seminar I've ever heard on songwriting. And, and the great thing, mm-hmm. um, so uh, you asked me what I would say to songwriters. I'm going to say what Paul Balash would say. He say he's always listening. He's always listening. I mean, I'm, I don't care if we're at a, uh, at a restaurant having breakfast, and Paul and I are having breakfast, and a, and a waitress comes over, a server comes and says something to us. He goes, "Wait a minute, what did you just say? Say that again, you know." <laughs> and and then he writes it down, you know, because it's it's a song. Mm-hmm. I it, so listening is a really good part, uh, uh, important part of being a good songwriter, uh, and as a worship leader. I'm sure you will find those moments at the end of a uh, a service. Where, have you ever had the thought, uh, I wish I had a song that said this. I wish I had a song yeah, that yeah. said this, or your pastor just preached something. Oh, I wish I had that song. You're going through your head. What song can I pick that works here? And I think if you have those little starter ideas, I think those are the seeds that the Holy Spirit gives us of mm-hmm. great songs. So when you think that thought, I wish I had a song that said this, uh, write it, mm. write it down, you know, mm. uh, put it in a memo and one of your voice memos. I've got hundreds of them, just little starters. Yeah. Some, some I think are brilliant. Some I think are dumb, but at least you're listening <laughs> and you're thinking. Um, and then, yeah. um, you know, as <laughs> my role at integrity, I had, it was A&R. So I was reviewing thousands of songs and we'd, to plan a Hosanna recording, we'd go through just hundreds just for one recording, and we'd always rate them wow. one to ten. Anything seven point five and below got bumped. Uh, anything seven point five and above became a, a more of an option. Uh, and it just we'd we'd grade things um, and just you know look at these songs and I, you know I, I would say. It, just songwriters keep it keep it simple. I talk about writing a you know what where's the hook, right? You know what is a hook? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm mm-hmm. I'm like I say I'm writing right now, so I'm spending some time. Mm-hmm. You know I've been listening to a lot of music. I've been listening to uh, Matt Marr. I've been listening to uh, just some um, just other worship leaders uh, that I that I enjoy, and uh, just listening to how they write songs. And, and I can't do, I can't really do what Matt does or, or what all the other people do because I've got to, I've got to be true to who I am. So I, if, if I change and try to, you know, work on these progressions that everybody else is doing, I think people will look, listen to me and say, what are you, what are you doing? You know, so you got to be true to who you are as an artist and, and, uh, but you know, Keep, keep it simple. Look, you know, analyze what makes a great song. Open the eyes of my heart. Talking about Balazs, uh, it's a prayer that everybody can pray. Who, who does not want to pray that prayer? Um, mm-hmm. um, anyway, so yeah, uh, be, be, a good, be a good listener. Listen to those little mm-hmm. promptings from the Holy Spirit that are I, I think those are song starters. And I don't usually, yeah. I have written, you get together with two or three writers and it's kind of fun. But I, the way I write, I really need to hear something 
stirring in my spirit, something that the Holy Spirit puts in there like, uh, this is something I want to say. So in fact, in my journal, mm -hmm. I, the other day I wrote things that I want to say. Um, mm -hmm. And um, I wrote a song, I Just Want to Be Where You Are, which uh, years mm -hmm. ago. And in the bridge of the song, so I was writing a song for a musical, God With Us. I was writing the musical and I wanted a big anthem that, that opens the musical where people are coming in and every trung, every tribe, every people are coming into God's presence to worship. And I couldn't get anything. And finally, I, I sat at my piano and, and I, well, out came, I just want to be where you are, dwelling wow. daily in your presence. It's like, it's like I had studied in Hebrews as at eight and nine, the tabernacle, the pieces of furniture, in the tabernacle of Moses, how to come into the Holy of Holies. I'd studied all that. And it's like, it's like, I just want to be where God is. And so mm -hmm. that song came out and I didn't have a bridge for it. Um, so I wrote down some thoughts. I want to be where you are, dwelling in your presence, feasting at your table, surrounded by your glory. Those are things that mm -hmm. I wanted to come back and put a rhyme to and do it a little better. <clears throat> but um, I was I was doing a singing at a church in Oklahoma, and I thought, well, I'm going to try this song out. So I had my legal pad there, and I was reading the words, and I got to the bridge, and I I want to be where you are, dwelling in your presence, no rhyme, facing at your table, no rhyme, surrounded by your glory, and it's like that's the way I ended up. That's the way the song ended up, just like wow. just just from the thoughts I wrote down. So. You know, write down what you want to say and uh, mm -hmm. and all the hip, cool loops and vibes that we can get as as artists and musicians that we love. 85, 90% of your congregation isn't going to get it. Uh, they're, they're not going to get it. It's going to go right over their head. So uh, I think that's a good thing to keep in mind. If you're writing for a worship service, you know, um, think of who your audience is and think of what, you know, when I used to write, I, a lot of times I'd go into an empty church and just sit there mm. and to say, God, what do you want us to say to you? What's, what would you want us to say? And, and right now I'm praying that God would give me, I believe as a result of the whole pandemic, all this stuff, God has our attention. And I think we're going to witness a tremendous revival sweep mm. around the world. Mm -hmm. I really believe mm -hmm. that. And yep. and I want to yeah. be a part yeah. of it. I want to be a part of it. So I'm asking mm. the Lord, give me the words that you, all these people that are going to be new converts coming into your kingdom, what mm -hmm. do you want them to say to you? What do you, what is the worship that you want us to say? Mm -hmm. And And the other mm. thing is, God, what do you want to say to us? So those mm -hmm. kind of questions mm -hmm. I ask, and that's what I uh, I wrote a lot of my songs are just prayer songs, you know, just songs mm -hmm. that come out of a time of prayer. And I keep praying the same prayer over and over again. So then I write it down and I say, okay, I'll make it into a song. So that's the way I write. It's not how everybody mm -hmm. writes, but that's just, yeah. yeah. Man, that's fan This has been so good, uh, Don. And we're going to get to the big room question here in just a second, but guys, Make sure you go out and grab a copy of Worship Today with Don Moen, his new CD. Don, do you know off the top of your head, how many CDs, how many recordings have you done? Oh, do you God. have any idea? Oh, I don't know. Uh, how many recordings? The full albums? I, yeah. Probably 30, I guess. I don't know, 20, 30, 40. Um, That's incredible. Because <laughs> I did a bunch in Spanish too. Um, <laughs> yeah. In the integrity days, they wanted me to, our, our Latin Latin uh, America director said, I think you need to sing some of these in Spanish. I said, I don't speak Spanish. Well, um, <laughs> I, I, so I agreed to do it, but I said, you got to hire a, a Spanish producer because I'm not going to have all <laughs> Latin America laughing at this gringo speaking, you know. <laughs> and, and so we did. Isaac Hernandez, Isaac Hernandez came and he, 
oh, he just about killed me in the studio. Just like, <laughs> he goes, no, it, it's wrong pronunciation. No, no. And I, I wanted to jump through the studio and, and strangle him. It's like, oh, and he, he would say, no, it's this. I said, that's what I said. He goes, no, you did not. So, so, so I did a lot in Spanish. And because I, because I had a good Spanish producer, everybody in Latin America thinks, Oh boy, he speaks Spanish. So my one of my biggest <laughs> my, one of my biggest fears is going to a Spanish conference because everybody comes up to me and <laughs> speaking Spanish, and and I and I I mean I can I can get by to 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 basically to get by to, to in a conversation, but man, oh man. Uh, so yeah, I, a thirty, forty. I don't know. I don't really count them. That's incredible. That's incredible. I love that you don't even know. That's great. <laughs> um, okay. So we end every interview with the same question. We call it the big room question. Uh, if we could gather every worship leader and all their volunteers and every production leader and all their volunteers, we got them all together in one big room and we gave you a microphone. What would you say to them? Well, I'd, uh, there's a couple of things. The first one, I first thing I'd probably say is be yourself. That's what I tell worship leaders all the time. Just, mm-hmm. just be yourself. The danger of having all of this, all of this great um, worship accessible to us from Elevation, from Bethel, from Hillsong, from uh, um, you name it. We got you know great stuff coming out, mm-hmm. and and you can watch it on YouTube. So the danger is trying to replicate that, and 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 uh, I just I tell people you got to be yourself. That's what I say to worship mm-hmm. leaders because mm-hmm. there's a lot of pressure to become, especially if you're singing somebody else's song, which I just did on this new project, like to mm-hmm. be do it the way they did it, and and it's like you got to be true to who you are as a worship leader, as an artist. Uh, so I say to, say to people, be yourself. When I started having opportunities to, to sing on a larger stage, uh, I'd be on a stage with uh, Michael W. Smith and Chris Tomlin. He toured with me and Darlene Check and Matt Marr. All these guys are are cool, and they have they just they're just cooler than Don Moen. And and I, <laughs> but when I'd get on stage, I'd just be like, wow. I, on one ear, I would hear. Uh, you better dial it up because Don Moen is not enough. And then in the other year, I think I'd hear something like, just be yourself. And I think that's the Holy Spirit. You know, mm, guess mm, what? Mm. I can't be Smitty or Tomlin or anybody else, but they can't be Moen either. Mm-hmm. So everybody's got to stay true to the who you are as a person. So mm-hmm. that's one of the, I guess if I had only one thing to say, I would say just be yourself. And, and then the second thing uh, is just embrace what God is doing these days. Don't be afraid to embrace the move of God. A lot of people, mm-hmm. because uh, uh, they they look at, you know, Christian TV or something to say, I don't want to be a part of that. Well, I don't want to be a part of weirdness either, but... I don't want to miss, and I think as I really believe there's going to be a revival coming, I, I think we're going to see a tremendous outpouring of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and and some I think we're going to see some miraculous things, and some people because they don't understand it will kind of hold back, and and yet I think in this in the days that are coming ahead we need to open our arms and embrace the move of God, embrace what He's doing, and. And the key to that is uh, seeking more of Jesus. Don't seek an experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I went, uh, part of my job, by the way, at Integrity was I had to, I was, that's how I found Ron Cannoli. That's how I found everybody. I had to go to churches and hear people and mm-hmm. events. And usually if I found an event that was where God was doing something at a church, something really unique, there were always good songs coming out of that. And my wife and I drove over to Brownsville. We were in Mobile, Alabama at the time. And we drove over there. I said, I got to check this out because we're going to do a a recording. And so I, we went over, uh, I, my plan was to sit at the back of the auditorium, just kind of listen as a, you know, somebody that didn't, 
that wasn't there, you know, acknowledging Don Moen. So I uh, went to the restroom. Two or three guys, hey, Don, yeah, come up and sit, sit with us. We're at, in the second row. It's like, oh. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to sit in the second row. But up we went, sat in the, sat in the second row. And uh, at the end, Steve Hill said, anybody here for the first time, come up and be prayed for. And I took Laura's hand and I said, let's go. Went up and they prayed for us. And a lot of people to my right f- fell down. They prayed for me. I stood there. Laura stood there. Everybody else falls down. I thought, great. Now everybody's seeing Don Moen sitting here, and they're thinking, he is not very spiritual. He didn't fall over. And I was troubled by that. And I, and, and I just, I, it's like I almost heard the clearly the Holy Spirit say to me, seek the giver, not the gift. Don't seek an experience. So I'd say to worship leaders, if if you're seeking more of Jesus, you're not going to get off into some wild tangent. Uh, mm-hmm. Seek the giver, not the gift. And then, and then when you when you're in this environment, just be yourself. Just be yourself. You may not be the greatest singer in the world. I'm not the greatest singer in the world. Uh, you know, I, I I I never went after this. But I got to just be Don Moen. I can just be who I am, and that's what people connect with. That suddenly they're going to say, "Yeah, I, I, I know Brian. You know, I know Jen. I, that's who they are. I believe them." So authenticity is really important. So um, embrace the move of God, and most importantly, just be yourself. Man, that is so good. So good. Don, thank you so much for taking the time. Can't wait to hear uh, the new project, Worship Today with Don Moen. Make sure you go follow Don Moen on all the socials. Subscribe to YouTube and uh, check out donmoen.com. And it's M-O-E-N. Great, great content. Don, thank you for just all that you've done for the church and all you've done uh, to pour into worship leaders over over the years. We're super, super grateful for you. Well, it's been a great honor for me, and uh, and my prayer is that I, I just want to keep, you know, being used by God. I want to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to sit on the sidelines and and watch what's going on. I want to be right in the middle of it, and uh, and I know uh, you do as well. So thank you mm-hmm. for all you do, Jen. Thanks for what you're doing, and uh, it's been fun talking to you guys. You know, I, I love. My, I have a heart. I have a heart for worship leaders because they're up there. Uh, you know, I've never been a worship leader at a church full-time. I've led mm-hmm. worship at a church, but to be there full-time, every Sunday you're going there to the same people. And it's like, wow. I, my, I take my, if I had a hat, I'd take it off and, and say, my hats <laughs> yeah. are off to you. Cause that's, that's tough. That is, is tough. It's heavy lift. Every, yeah. every week trying to get something fresh and new and, mm-hmm. and, and like, and you're going to hear all the, you're going to hear the complaints it's too loud. You don't sing the hymns anymore and all this stuff. But uh, so I take my hat off to you guys for doing that. But uh, I, I think, you know, big part of it is just uh, staying true to who you are. Be authentic. Be real. And and uh, I think that will go a long way in connecting to the audience. And they say, okay, I, I believe Brian. I like him. He's mm-hmm. he, He's not trying to be somebody he's not. Therefore... I'm going to trust him to take me deeper into worship. So I think mm-hmm. that's so important. Got to tune out all those things you saw on the on the YouTube or the internet of this huge church doing this big presentation, and realize you've got a hundred people out here, and uh, and keep it real for them. I think this goes a long mm-hmm. way, you know. Yeah. So I yep. it, obviously so I could talk for you know, another hour because it. it I love I love doing this. Love talking to worship leaders. But thank you for the opportunity, Brian. Appreciate it. Oh, our honor, our honor. I got to tell you, man. I that line about being an architect and uh, working to create experiences and spaces and. Uh, Man, where people can encounter God and grow deeper in their in their walk with God, that is that is really the heartbeat of every worship leader, production leader, creative leader. If you're if you're involved in crafting those uh, experiences, man, that that is just that is where it's at for us. And 
um, just really, really grateful that we got a chance to uh, uh, to spend a little time with Don. Make sure you go uh, grab a copy of that new record, Worship Today with Don Moen. Um, this is a this is a, he's a legacy, guys. You can't really have a conversation about worship in the church without Don Moen being uh, involved or having a seat at the table. So, Don, we love you, man. Thanks so much uh, for for taking the time. And guys, for all of you, uh, please remember to hit subscribe or follow wherever you find your favorite podcasts, uh, wherever you're listening today. Uh, and do us a favor, talk to you about that earlier, but go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and something really fresh, man, some really kind words. That's a huge help to us as we work to get uh, the message of the podcast out to as many people as we can. Uh, and thanks for following us on all the socials. You can find us uh, as Worship Probs on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, we're working on Facebook and you can search the hashtag uh, worship leader probs or worship probs on uh, Twitter. And uh, you can find us over there as well. And guys, we absolutely love our friends at Maven Media Productions. We've been telling you about them now for, man, over 120, 30 episodes. They, they do all the, the production for our podcast, all the graphics. Um, and you know, they do all kinds of stuff for the local church. They, they help with consulting and design, branding, social media. Like if you, Maybe your church needs a new website. Uh, maybe you need some uh, leadership consulting within your worship department or your creative team, whatever that looks like. Hit them up at mavenmediaproductions.com. They're fantastic people. They love the Lord and they will crush it for you. Guys, thanks to Scott Hoke for our intro. Fam, we love you so much. Thank you for your support, your encouragement. You know, these have been some interesting days and uh, you guys have just been right there speaking encouragement into us. And we are so, so thankful for you. Uh, thanks again for listening today. Until next time, deuces. Deuces.